the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. So did you. <laughs> You're right. And look, there's Jeffy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jeffy was the only one who actually showed up for the radio show today. Uh, because uh, we were like, well, there's a there's like a <clears throat> one-tenth of a percent chance that something could go wrong and we're going to need somebody on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a Jeffy job. It was. It was perfect because he didn't have to do anything, <laughs> which is what he's best at. <laughs> now, uh, you're welcome. You're, uh, no, you're leading us as usual, Jeffy. Uh, I will say I listened to a good chunk of the radio show today. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I did not catch the beginning. I know he did a monologue to start the show, which I did not catch. Um, caught in, uh, came in, you know, second hour at some point. Listened to about a, uh, 45 minutes to an hour at home and then uh, listened to the entire way in. Um, the big Colin show, uh, you know, made a big deal about doing a Colin show solo. I heard him take one call. Uh, I, pro- I got a probably. Oh, perhaps you were on the phone material. or something and missed. You know, maybe you were talking to someone. How many calls? Give me a number of how many calls he took. Oh. In the entire three hours. In the entire three hours. Because I, I, I know an hour and a half of it, he took one call. I should have actually counted. So he probably. Uh, you should have. Two, three, four, five, nine. Nine calls. He took nine calls? Nine calls. So, God, I'm, so in the other... Now, wait a minute, because I didn't... So I'm, I being told, to I'm, half I'm being told in my ear nine calls. I would have bet probably six to seven. Okay, because I took... I listened to about half the show, and another half hour, which started the show, I assume he took no calls because he did a monologue or something, right? The first half hour. Yeah. So, he took one call there? Yeah. Okay. So, that's two calls in two hours. So, the other hour, he took seven calls... That's what I'm being told, but that doesn't seem like that was doesn't right because there were there were two or three calls that were pretty lengthy. Now I'm not counting the one. Now, you he guys went have to... met Glenn Beck, right? You've, you've met him. <laughs> I have several okay. times. I'm just. <laughs> where is the surprise factor here? <laughs> Stu was the one that started this. No, I'm it's, not, it's not a surprise factor. It's, a, it's I'm interested uh, because uh, I, and I'm not counting the call that he took that just wasn't there who was probably on hold since the beginning of the show when he said he wanted calls and then didn't yeah. take her. Um, yeah, you know, he went to somebody, and then she wasn't there. I know he took, he took a call from somebody who said she was the female Pat Gray, which I'm not sure what she meant by that. But uh, So he took at least one call there. I did not hear that one. 
So you missed that. So was was so there, it the female? I don't Pat know. Because I, I, what did, did she sound like the female Pat Gray, uh, Jeffy? I uh, just heard of it. I didn't actually hear the call. Um, now that I'm replaying the show, I think the female Pat Gray mm-hmm. is actually the one that wasn't there when he went to it. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong because he teased it. He teased the female Pat Gray coming up after the break. Mm-hmm. So this 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 caller yeah. wasn't listening to the show. It really was the female Pat Gray. No, I was uh, really interesting, and mm-hmm. I, I would be uh, kind of interested to see what Glenn thought of it. Uh, kind of got, talking to everybody today, or at least well, loves, seven or eight people. Yeah. Uh, well, he got today. a lot of comments uh, from his Facebook post. I did hear him. I read. Yeah. I heard him, and again, in an hour and a half, heard him read one Facebook post yeah. as well. So he got one Facebook post and one call mm-hmm. in ninety minutes. <laughs> Again, you've met Glenn Beck, yes, right? Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, <laughs> President Trump uh, is telling uh, the GOP senators it's okay if the health care bill doesn't pass. So uh, I, I'm a little confused by this whole thing, frankly. I, I, I don't completely comprehend what is going on with this. What, what is the point? If we're not really going to repeal Obamacare, um, what is the point of doing this? If... If you're just trying to fix Obamacare, I, I thought the whole point was we were gonna we were going to repeal and, and replace. replace. That was the whole deal. We are a long, a far cry from that. But it's nowhere near that. It's unbelievable. It's nowhere near it. Uh, Trump told Republicans, Senate Republicans, at a meeting at the White House <clears throat> yesterday that repealing the Affordable Care Act was a chance to benefit the American public, but it'd be okay if the bill didn't ultimately become law. This will be great if we get it done. And if we don't get it done, it's just going to be something that we're not going to like. And that's okay. And I understand that very well. What? Okay. <laughs> I mean, he, the, his, his, a couple of tweets on the health care was, I just finished a great meeting with Republican senators concerning health care. They really want to get it right, unlike O'Care. Okay. Then why isn't it repealed? Trump uh, did say, however, the Senate is getting close to passing a bill, and he characterized Obamacare as a total disaster. We have really no choice but to solve this situation. I thought he said it was going to Didn't he just say it was going to be okay? Yeah, yeah, he said it was okay. But now we have no choice but, but to solve it. But now we have no choice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the health care thing is, is really, uh, it's really laughable, right? Uh, I, I will say I'm very annoyed at the coverage right now. <clears throat> you know, I don't even like this bill. Right. I, I don't even like it. I don't either. I, I, don't, I, I think it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, however, you, it is not fair to say 24 million people are losing their insurance. No, that it is, is not Come an on, appropriate no. way to express it. It is not mm-hmm. appropriate to say that the it's a massive wealth transfer from the poor to the rich. That is not okay. It's just completely false. That is not. It's not a way to look at it. It's just false. The money that goes from the employer, and then it goes. To, I don't know, the person who is employed, the rich person, right? And then it goes to Obamacare, and then it goes to the poor people, and then it goes where? Nowhere. Instead, the new plan would be, in theory, it goes from the employer to the rich person who keeps some of their money instead of giving all of it to uh, Obamacare. That is not a transfer from the, the money never got to the poor. It wasn't their money. You can't transfer money that isn't theirs to someone else. By definition. <laughs> Ugh. It's poor people we're talking about. They don't have wealth. <laughs> right? Right, right. So They're how, not wealthy. Right. Yeah. So how is their wealth Thank being you. transferred to the wealthy? Thank you. And then, it's and, pathetic. And, and it's the, pathetic. It is really frustrating. And, I, and, and, and if, as far as the people being uh, thrown off their insurance, if you have 
what they're doing, the reason why you're hearing 20 million people are being thrown off their insurance is because what they're doing is getting rid of the tax, the fee, the fine uh, that is a penalty if you don't get insurance. So what the CBO is saying is right now people are spending $700 a year. Uh, uh, they, they don't want to spend the $700 uh, a year uh, fine or the, and it could be a hell of a lot more than that. They don't want to pay the fine. So they're getting insurance because they feel like they have to. If you take the fine away, they'll say, oh, good, I don't have to pay the fine anymore. I'm not even going to get that crappy insurance. I don't want it. Those are people who are choosing to go off of their insurance. That are not people who are mm-hmm. losing it. It's not being taken away from them. It's actually going to cost less if they want to purchase it. However, what they're saying is people are going to say, you know what? They don't want to be... They're, they're, what they're saying is now people are, I got to get out of the way of the IRS. I don't want to deal with the IRS. I guess I'll get the insurance. That is not uh, is the same as stealing people's insurance. You're forcing them to buy something they don't want to buy with an incredibly unpopular tax. And every report I hear about it is, oh, 15 million people are going to be rolling off the insurance. Well, I can't believe this. This is incredible. It's not what's happening. People, individuals, are choosing to not spend their money on a product they don't want. That is a triumph for our country. If people get to make their own decisions and they can choose however they want, Saying that they decided to choose a way you don't like is not a problem. Here's the, here's the issue, though. There is no one in the Republican Party either capable or willing to stand up and say exactly that when they're challenged by this, when, when the, when the leftists continue to, to spew that bull crap. Well, the good thing is, though. Why can't they fight for themselves? Why? Why are they so inept at this? <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is. But the good news is, is that... Uh, Donald Trump, our president of the United States, is on it because he tweeted that uh, some of the fake news media likes to say that I'm not totally engaged in health care. Wrong. I know the subject well and want a victory for the U.S. He so literally we got knows that. nothing about this policy. Nothing. So we've got that going nothing. for us. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's blatantly obvious. He has no mm-hmm. idea. Uh, there's another report that came out there. People were asking me about specifics about it. He, had, he, did, he actually thought it was a different policy. A different <laughs> policy. <laughs> it's, it's inexplicable. But I mean, again, it's that, you know what? That, okay, the Trump whatever. part of this is actually an excuse. Because you know what? Yeah. Trump, Trump will sign anything you give him. So this is on the Republicans to pass mm-hmm. something good. It really isn't fair to call it Trump care. He doesn't have any idea what's in the bill. The problem here is that the congressional Republicans have come up with a crap heap. And you know what? Yeah, Trump will support anything because he doesn't care. So I, is that good or bad? I don't know. I mean, I would say I'd rather have a president who's leading things towards a conservative direction. But, you know, he's out of the way of it. So, OK, this is on, I think, the Republicans congressionally. Um, and, you know, it's really frustrating. If you were to take a poll, Pat, of the American people and say you have two options, would you rather have all of your money and choose whether you want to purchase health care or not? Or uh, you will get uh, fined if you don't purchase health care. Uh, which one would you like? No, you're that obviously going to take the first. Right. 95%? Yes. That is actually what's going on with healthcare. That is a legitimate, the real thing that's going on. If people have their own money, they can choose whether or not they wish to purchase healthcare. Um, or the current set system, which says, if you don't buy it, we're going to take some of your money. 95%, if that was actually presented the way it actually is, would say, oh my God, I'd much rather have all my money and make my own decision. The issue here is the media keeps telling you, well, it's going to cost 24 million people their health insurance. That is not what it's doing. Again, I think this plan sucks. It's not what I want at all. I don't like it. I don't care if it passes or not. The issue here is at least you have to try 
to present these things accurately. You have to at least try. And the media Except is, they don't. Many they, in the media don't. are not doing that. They don't have to because they, they continue not to. And it's been this way for quite a while. It's just, I mean, they just continue to lie. And it is, it's, it's unbelievably frustrating. Then we have Elizabeth Warren saying that single payer is the next step. Uh, so at least, at least the socialists are saying what they really mean. She is anyway. Uh, she was on the stump this weekend saying that Democrats need to run on the promise of single payer health care. Good, do it. Do it. This is what we've been saying the whole time about you guys, about you socialists, that this is what you want. You want a socialist program. You want a single payer plan. It's what Obama wanted and then denied he wanted uh, the whole time. So at least at least she's actually saying it. Good. Run on that. I'd love that. If I mean, the American people have gotten to the point where they want socialism, so be it. We're done. You know, but I, I don't think they'll accept that. Uh, I, I do. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they keep pushing yeah. it everywhere. I was, listening, I, I, was just hap- I was listening to Mark Levin last night, and he played a clip where Warren Buffett was being interviewed. Uh, and, you know, he throws it to, is it time, they ask him, you know, about Are you talking about Warren, s- fat piece of crap, Buffett? I am. Is he uh, in the card Douche Hall of Fame? He is a card-carrying mm. member in good mm-hmm. standing in the mm. Douche Hall of Fame. It's good for him. Uh, who came up with, uh, you know, he's ma- they're throwing fame. it to him to make a case for single payer, and he does. Warren freaking Buffett. Of course. I mean, oh, yeah. we all know. And that's the, this is the issue here is, I, until, I don't know, let's say 2016-ish, believed there would be opposition to such things. I no longer believe it. You know what? If all it takes, all it would take is someone like, for example, a person who supported it the entire, his entire life until very recently, and very recently has said, oh, well, you know what? Maybe uh, we'll try something else. If Donald Trump supported it, it absolutely would pass. That's the only, he is literally the only person holding that up right now. And at any point, he could change his mind on it. I mean, if there was a, if he thought it would help him win the 2020 election, you're telling me he wouldn't support that? He absolutely, he has mm-hmm. absolutely no interest at all what our healthcare system is. He doesn't I know. care. I know. All he wants to do is have it not be the thing that, that has Obama's name on it. He wants something. He wants else. his name on yeah, it. Yeah, he wants his name on it. Uh, here's what, uh, this drives me out of my mind. Here's what Elizabeth Warren said. President Obama tried to move us forward with health care coverage by using a conservative model that came from one of the conservative think tanks that had been advanced by a Republican governor in Massachusetts. Wait, Romney Care was from a conservative think tank, a conservative model? They're trying to throw it's it back to a like, blatant freaking lie. Right. There's one thing, and they, they, they tried this at the time, too, oh, which was that there was one paper geez. suggesting it by the Heritage Foundation in like the early 90s when the opposition was Hillary Care which was further left. So they were like, well, if we're going to do something like this, maybe we should try it this way. And it still wasn't the same as Obamacare, but it had some... But conservatives don't want that. And that's not a conservative plan. I mean, I don't care who came up with it. It could be Heritage, could be... uh, FreedomWorks could come up with it. If they come up with that, that's not conservative. That's socialism. It's socialism. And Romney Care, you know, Mitt Romney's not a conservative. Massachusetts is not conservative. The whole plan wasn't conservative. I just, it's so disingenuous. They're such liars. I'm just really tired of it. I am too. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, the bottom line is, I was listening to uh, Glenn today as, as we were driving in, and he said, no one's coming to save you, right? No, no politician from Washington, D.C. is going to step in and save you. It's got nothing to do with that. And, you know, we could do these stories every day to prove that. It's obviously true. You know, we... I don't know. Were we guilty of this? I don't think we were. I think we were um, 
uh, I don't know, aware enough uh, to, to realize this. I really had a lot of hope that Ted Cruz would do a good job for the country. I never thought he was going to be a savior. You know, I mean, you, you know, he mm. might, I, th- I thought he might slow the growth. He might improve certain things. I had some optimism there. But I never thought he was going to be, like, the guy who would step in and solve all of our problems. That guy doesn't exist. I think some people who supported Trump are finding that out now. Um, I mean, you know, look, I, you could maybe, maybe or maybe not. But I mean, like, look at this. This healthcare plan is a good example of this. This does not resemble in any way what they ran on. It does not resemble in any way what they promised you. You can say you want it, and there's part of me that wants it because uh, you know at least it would lower taxes for a couple of years until they raise them. I mean, mm-hmm. part of me is just like, you know what? If we can get one percent better than Obamacare at this point. I guess we take it. Um, and so, that's about uh, what this is. It's about what this is. 1% yeah. better. Yeah. 1%, maybe two, I don't know, five tops, right? I, 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 and that's the Senate plan. Maybe the House is 10% better. Bottom line is they both suck. Uh, but even if you can get a slight improvement, maybe you accept that at this point. But, I mean, let's not, be, let's not fool ourselves here. They all promised. They all ran. They all passed. They all voted for full repeal. And this is nothing even close. Like over, and over, and over, over and over and over. Dozens of dozens times. Dozens of times. These people who are voting <laughs> now against these, this mediocre health care <clears throat> bill that doesn't have full repeal voted for the full repeal. Mm-hmm. But when, when they knew it wouldn't pass, they voted for it to fool you. They wanted you to support them. And then the senators, the congressmen, and the president of the United States all did it again. They all said they were going to repeal it, and none of them meant it. They all did it to fool you, period. And so uh, what do you do? I mean, I, you know, you throw your hands up a little bit, and I think you say, well, we're not going to get what we got. We're going to get, you know, this sort of piece of crap, and maybe and it's so maybe you just hope for this and, piece of crap. Yeah. Right? But really, where, maybe where you, do. you are. Maybe you, know? you do. Again, we've described this before, Pat, as uh, a full patty of crap on a mm-hmm. sandwich, yeah. as opposed to like a slider patty on a full-size bun, mm-hmm. um, where maybe you get a couple bites before you get to the crap. That's about where we are. So, congratulations, America. Yep. Shoot high. You know, I came in in a decent mood, and, and, uh, and now it just, just puts me in a crappy mood. Uh, cover of uh, Time Magazine, Donald Trump. This is from a while ago when he was uh, on The Apprentice. Uh, Donald Trump, The Apprentice, is a television smash, uh, the headline said. Uh, there was another headline, all caps, Trump is hitting on all fronts, even TV. Uh, it was from March 1st, 2009, hangs in all of the golf clubs, uh, you know. Uh, the only problem is uh, the one on the right where Trump's picture is, is uh, fake. <laughs> he made up a fake cover of Time saying he was great and hung it in his golf clubs. What? Yeah, the one on the left is actually the real cover from that date. And you notice um, the top uh, headline... Jeez. Uh, under- it's unbelievable. I mean, this guy is unreal. Uh, the, the, the Obama, uh, Obama's next move, can he curb the health care costs? If you see that headline, that headline is up in the upper left-hand corner. Um, unfortunately, it's behind our little word that says time there, but it says Obama's time, can he uh, curb health care costs? You see, that's, they actually took the real headline and put it next to Trump. Um, how stress is your bank? A checkup. So you notice it there. Um, global, global warming, a new age of extinction. I don't know where they got that one from. It be another uh, headline. But Kate Winslet was actually on the cover that day um, and not Donald Trump. 
he basically glamour shotted himself onto the cover of Time magazine and put it into his own his own. Uh, what else are you going to do? He's got to promote himself in his own golf club. It's freaking embarrassing. Golf courses. It is embarrassing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was only kind of embarrassing when he was on The Apprentice. Like, even if on The Apprentice, you'd be like, dude, what are you doing? But now that he's yeah. president, you look back at these things and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. you just want to put your hand in your face. But again, there it is uh, in his, uh, I guess that's one of his clubs, um, upper left-hand corner there. Uh, yeah, that's not a real cover. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny that somebody found that, though. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, do, it, it just, doesn't mean anything about his presidency, obviously. It just, it just shows, shows who he is. That know, how, how you know, deeply they're digging, too, for, with him. The, how they want to discredit him, how they're looking for anything. That's a good point, Pat. Uh, because, I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, things like Barack Obama saying, uh, you know, his uncle, uh, you know, right. liberated Auschwitz. Right, and, uh, didn't happen. Which didn't happen, unless he was you Russian. You know, uh, then Barack Obama Jr. was born. It happened four yeah. years yeah. after yeah. his birth, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that stuff was not caught by the mainstream media. It was only caught mm-hmm. by conservative media, mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was never focused on, and this is, look, this is a little baby thing. It's Even his girlfriend in his book was a composite. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. I mean... They didn't care about that. He wrote composite stories about people uh, that just weren't true. So he uh, amalgamated stories and then just told it as if it, that story was one person and really happened, and it didn't. And they didn't care about any of that. They didn't care about any of that. They, w- they didn't dig into his past. They didn't dig into his present. They didn't dig into the, the college records, which if it was, if it was Trump, oh, my gosh. Uh, they want his, first of all, they want every record he's he, on him that's that's available but we didn't we never got barack obama's college transcripts which is highly unusual for a president not to release those and they never said a word about it they didn't dig into it we had that los angeles times thing where Mm. obama said something about that terrorist at that uh at that times get together and they never released it, and still haven't. That would have been a great one to release. That would have been phenomenal. You know, it would have, it would have, it probably would have given them a little bit of credibility when they were asking for Donald Trump's tax returns and and things like that yeah. here, where like yeah. you know, no, we we know you don't care about transparency. We, we know you want your guy to win, you, so you protect him when transparency suits mm-hmm. you, uh, and when you want to take on Trump, you transparency the most important thing in the in the universe to you. Uh, you know, it's a little it's a little infuriating, I suppose. But it's a lot infuriating. We got caught with, we got tasked with news duty today. You know, Glenn decided he wanted to take a, a, a radio show full of phone calls, which, you know, when I say full of, I, I mean full of like when you get a bag of chips and it's like full of chips and then you realize it's like a quarter of filled with chips and mostly <laughs> air. Um, it was mostly Glenn monologuing. Um, however, uh, he took, I think, between seven and nine phone calls, we believe, uh, in the three hours, which is pretty high. Uh, I will say it's much higher than a normal show. He doesn't normally take that many calls. My point, though, is that he didn't really talk about the news, so we're tasked with it, and we get the parts. We get the frustration. Yes. He handed it over to us today. Yes. Which uh, it shows how much he likes us. It's very little. Uh, also, uh, last year, a fe- feminist writer Clementine Ford published her book "Fight Like a Girl," and um, she left a. She, judging from the note, she left a fan. The title isn't really metaphorical. Uh, she left this note. Have you killed any men today? She wrote on the inside uh, of, the, of inside the cover of a fan's hardcover copy of her book. And if not, why not? I mean, that's. that's I mean, she's joking, obviously, but you know. It's kind of... I I mean, would anybody be cut that slack on no. the right? No. Of course, if this was some guy saying that about women. Uh, come on. No, of course not. I it mean, wouldn't have a life anymore. 
they'd, they'd be drummed out of society. I heard Jeffy say it once then. I mean, not that. <laughs> I don't mean to say that in this part of that, but I heard Jeffy say that. I'm not apologizing. I, I wouldn't take credit for it that. Pretty well. It would be. I think that is the way to do it at this point. You know. I mean, Trump has kind of shown the way on that one. Man, doesn't even bother. I mean, if you do something wrong, don't apologize. It's it's interesting. It's the total opposite of what Glenn's talking about with this uh, book. Mistakes were made and not by me, um, which is a book about hey, screw it up. Don't say hey, we made some mistake. Our organization made mistakes. I mean, not me personally, but there were mistakes made. Um, that sort of speech you've heard a million times. Um, mm-hmm. You should just come out and say, you know what? Yep, screwed that one up. That is not the lesson the United States is learning at this particular point. No, it's uh, not. Because it's certainly not from Barack Obama, certainly not from Donald Trump, certainly not from the Republicans in Congress, certainly not from the Democrats in Congress, uh, certainly not from really anybody. No, and, and, and as, you've, as you mentioned about the, that particular book, <clears throat> one, of the, one of the examples they bring up is that uh, supposedly... Uh, uh, George W. Bush would not admit to any mistakes in yeah. invading Iraq. Mm-hmm. Well, it was eight years of Barack Obama who didn't admit to a single mistake. Mm-hmm. That guy, I mean, except that he couldn't communicate the health care bill yeah. or something. Remember right? He, Can you make a mistake? Well, I, I wish I would have communicated better. That's always the excuse. Uh, come on. That's but that's a good example of what they, this book tells you not to do. Right? Don't do that. Don't come out and say, well, let me equivocate and tell you something that kind of is uh, tangential to an actual apology, but not actually an apology. The non-apology apology. Uh, you know, that's what mm-hmm. everybody seems to do. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because you could certainly make a case, with, especially with Trump in office, that uh, while that might be the right moral thing to do, it's certainly you don't need to do it to be success. You certainly don't, you know, I, I mean, Trump hasn't apologized for basically, I would say, anything in his life. Well, he basically said he doesn't believe in that. He doesn't believe yeah. in apologies. Yeah, it makes him too introspective. It makes yeah. him, uh, which, I mean, He doesn't again, do it. Yeah, so I understand that. I mean, it's certainly one way to go. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's, it's an interesting line there because we're in the mode. It seems like right now what is praised in our society is not apologizing, finding a way out of an apology. Um, you know, it's not what I... I don't think it's a good way to run a country. Certainly not a good way to run, you know, run your life. But uh, it's, you can, I guess, be successful for some period of time. Well, somebody it. got to the presidency of the United States of America by doing uh, something other than what that book recommends. Yeah. So. Jeffy, uh, ever apologize for something? Uh, maybe. Oh. It's a good okay. story. But so, I'm not going to tell you powerful. what it was. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Uh, he actually seemed like he actually considered that one. Yeah, he did. He yes, actually I did. The answer was no, 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 no. Oh, maybe I did that one time, but I can't tell them about it. That was what that moment was. Was that? Pretty close. Triple eight seven two seven back. Use the super gear plan of uh, you know maybe you should edit yourself. Wow! No, I didn't wow. know you did that sort of thing. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, let's didn't think you were capable of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. This is a great story. Uh, the movie you've probably seen the previews. If you've been to a movie theater in the last uh, two months, uh, they're running pretty heavy previews of uh, the movie Dunkirk, yeah, Christopher Nolan awesome. movie. It looks awesome. It, it looks fantastic. And uh, he's Christopher Nolan's getting all kinds of uh, flack right now because he's portraying white people who saved these troops as white people. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, he didn't use. Oh my God! He didn't use Wait, black people or Hispanics. Good, they did good things. There, right? There's not a single Ecuadorian who comes across the channel and saves these <laughs> guys. What the hell is that about? Wait a minute. But they were. They did a good things, right? <laughs> these are heroes. Yes. So why would they be white? Uh, right. I know. I know. Does he not know? I well. Unbelievable. It was actually white people who did it at the time. Oh, and uh, I mean, that was only and, because of racism. Uh, and it's white they people who do it in the it, movie. It's because of the people there, um, and this is, I don't know if he gets into this in the movie, but uh, the people there that were saved were, would not accept being saved by the black people and Ecuadorians that came by initially. <laughs> uh, they said, no, we don't want you. We'll wait for the white people that we'll are coming wait. behind Thank you. Thank you. We, we don't care about yeah. our lives. We'd rather be <laughs> saved by a white person. We'll take yeah. our chances that the Germans won't get here in time. Uh, we're going to be honest wait. with you, we We'd kind of rather be with the Germans because they're white. That was really, that's actually the dialogue from the initial draft of the movie. I mean, we're talking about England Mm -hmm. in the 1940s, like late 1939, 1940. We're talking about Belgium. You know, it's not a huge Hispanic population in Belgium, especially in 1939. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, but what about Dunkirk proper? Yeah, Dunkirk proper, even if you use the urban area of Dunkirk, uh, predominantly white. <laughs> the entire Dunkirk <laughs> metroplex was pretty much white. Hmm. Yeah, no, wow. and then then yeah. the fishermen in in uh, in England <laughs> who came to save them were pretty much white. Uh, you know, Pat, you keep bringing this up like like it matters. The the issue here is when you're able to make when you make history, mm-hmm. this is your opportunity to right that wrong. We can have black people come and sh- and save mm-hmm. them. Um, because then we can show that black people were the ones who were actually the heroes. And we can write right. that historical wrong that only white people did it. And I, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's, it's mind-boggling to me because I, you know, it's like the, the play um, that they're doing with uh, uh, Hamilton, where they used all black actors, right, in that, in that play. If that had been done in a story about black people, where you replaced them all with white people. Uh, I mean, there'd be, like, there would be <laughs> hell to pay oh, for that. I mean, obviously, we can't even do a movie that's actually based on truth right. from all, all white Nope, can't have that. Nope. What I, are you doing? You know, I, I've heard that uh, there are movies uh, that, that portray the invasion of Grenada with thin people. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why you think that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I don't even know why you think something like that is funny. Yeah, well, we both do. We both yeah, get it. All, we, I think it, what is it needed to explain? Is that, so <laughs> basically what we're saying here is you're that you're um, overweight. overweight. So... Uh, and also not a veteran. Uh, it's called Stolen Valor. Uh, there's actually laws against it. Uh, but whatever, keep saying it. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's interesting that you are... We are... Like, can... Can, like, what if uh, what, there was another situation uh, recently with this? Did we talk about it on the air, where um, uh, they were they were angry that they were portraying these criminals for as black people? You know, but they these particular criminals were black. Like, I, there's black criminals, there's white criminals. These particular doesn't criminals mean all were criminals black. are black. No, it does not. Like, there's a series <laughs> coming out on Amazon or Netflix. I think uh, Jeffy, you'd know about it because it's a, a product that's being made. Um, and it's about the start of the crack epi- epidemic. Oh, yeah. Um, have yeah, you seen yeah. the I've, I've seen the previews. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty... I think... Or maybe it's FX I didn't something. know crack started in 1983. In L.A.? Did you know that? It looked like it's like in L.A. I yeah. didn't know that. I thought it was a New York thing, honestly. I guess, you know, it's East Coast bias, uh, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so they show an African-American 
riding a bicycle mm -hmm. and saying how he's going to get out of this you know terrible situation he's in and uh, we're going to change things this is how crack started and you're like wow did they say a black person uh, start, you know, is, is involved at the beginning of the crack epidemic? It's almost <laughs> like you want you expect him to say, but he had a white overlord who really wanted, like, I'm waiting for that 24-esque yes. yeah. twist to the story. And I'm sure there is one. There probably well, I'm sure yeah, there because is because they'll, they'll claim that uh, the U.S. government, you know, all the big white people yeah. in the CIA was the one that created the crack epidemic. I hope not. Yeah. I, I, it's I'd a Bosnian a real... or, or a white South African or <laughs> somebody or Probably. somebody in the U.S. government who's white. You know who started uh, it? Those damn Dunkirkians. You know who I think uh -huh. it's possible? Or Jim DeMint. Uh, Jim DeMint started the crack epidemic. <laughs> uh, I believe I saw an interview where that was said. I, you know, I would love to see a real story about how that started, um, you know, and, 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 and how serious it was. It's, and, you know, we probably deserve one on what's happening today, too. With the opioid thing, I mean, it's incredible. There was a study um, um, uh, where they looked at you know, uh, you know all the deaths that have gone on, and, and why we're having an increasing um, rate of death uh, right now. And especially, it's it's particularly uh, prescient because of what's going on with Obamacare. And people are saying, well, we got people. If you go off Obamacare, all these people are going to die. What they found is actually the death rate has been increasing since Obamacare came in. Why? My th first thought was fluke, right? Like, I mean, whatever, it goes up, it goes down. Right. I don't think Obamacare is killing people necessarily. It's a horrible uh, way to, um, to spend money. Well, um, and I don't think it's necessarily going to help anybody. But, I, but I, you know, maybe it is. Like, I, you know, I would say I thought it was a fluke, just a, a trend, an up and down sort of swing. Did they, did they show you? No, I was going to say I, I, would, I would guess that they're blaming or at least partially blaming it on Obamacare because of some of the more regulations that have come on board. Yeah, I mean, that, that could have, have been it, right? It's another yeah. one. Like, I, I wasn't what was sure it? what it would be. So, the, but, but, you know, there, what, there are tens of millions of people who have more access to health insurance, mm -hmm. um, you know, because we've been giving them lots of free money to buy it, right? So, right. you know, and obviously you can get people insured if you throw enough money at the problem. So why on earth would that make uh, death rates go up? What it looks like, Early indications are they're getting drugs. Is they're, they're getting overdosing? now access to oh. prescription drugs, Jeez. which they are abusing, oh, and then are getting hooked on opioids and going further and further down that road to, uh, you know, heroin and things like right. that. So they're getting started on the drugs they couldn't afford before. That's what but I've done. Even though, what I've done. That's what. That's exactly what I've done. You've yeah. You've uh, done. Yep. Yeah, just keep going and you know getting. Uh, now I'm on. I'm on smack and. Uh, <laughs> Do people call Riding it Riding the smack? white horse. <laughs> the white horse? What year is it? Uh, but I mean, that is interesting. Think about this. And it sounds... Going through the desert on a horse with no name. Yeah. You know, there you, you know, go. Feels good to be out of the rain. Let's say you're a person uh, who is maybe... Could you maybe, remember your name, Pat? Or? No, not in the desert. You can't remember your name. There ain't no one for to give you no pain. Or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Let's say you're a lower to middle uh, income individual yeah. that gets on insurance, like couldn't afford insurance before. You get on insurance <clears throat> and you're healthy. You get on insurance and you're healthy, but you might have some issues with substances. Mm -hmm. um, you get on, uh, uh, you become healthy, you get hooked onto these prescription drugs and you wind up dying because this escalates and escalates so and escalates. This is what they found, this is what they think it is. That's what they think it is. Wow. Um, wow. Because you know the the increase in the That's death rate is one. so yeah. astronomical with opioids. Um, so and what they think that's also, it? by the way, quickly, also why they think they might be able to buy some of these votes of Republican senators is they have a th about a three hundred billion dollar gap here. 
um, which is the, the, the bill has to reduce the deficit or you can't pass it through reconciliation. So they have about $300 billion to play with. Basically, they're saying, where can we throw $300 billion so you'll vote for it? And what they think is they're going to they're gonna create a giant opioid treatment fund that will buy off people, I don't know, like Susan Collins or whoever, uh, that will get them to vote for it, and then they will push this thing through after the break. And isn't it most prevalent in, uh, like, Ohio? The north, well, the, some of the northeastern states, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eastern, well, really the northeastern, but also, I think, mid, you know, Midwest, is, is there's a big epidemic there with it, um, you know. And, and there's and there's been... Vermont or New Hampshire, yeah. one of those states? West yeah. Virginia. Mm -hmm. Really high yeah. rates up there. So maybe you can get a Susan Collins to come on board in Maine. Um, you know, uh, mm. what were the holdouts? I think it was up to seven. You got Nevada with Heller. You got Cruz. It looks like you got Mike Lee. It got really spread out all across the country. Rand Paul. Uh, Rand Paul's another one. Um, Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson. Ron, Ron, Ron Johnson. Johnson. Ron Johnson. In, uh, in uh, Rob Johnson's the former quarterback. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, he's there. Collins is there. There's a bunch of them. And, and you know, I, I, it's interesting. If you start doing that sort of thing, you can keep people like Lisa Murkowski without losing, you know, of course, again, this is another step to make it more liberal and spend more of your money. So that being said, that's what, of course, they're doing here. Um, but that's what I think they're going to go for, is try to dump a bunch of money into that. And that would actually, you know, let's, if that was a program that was actually a successful program, um, you could maybe lower those rates a little bit um, because that is a it's, a it's a massive problem. We've showed these things, yes. these uh, these graphs Big before. Problem. It's way worse than the crack epi epidemic, mm -hmm. way worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's way, way worse. And for all the people who would say, you don't care about black people, you don't care about the crack epidemic because it only happened to black people. Well, this is happening to a lot of white people, and people don't care about it. So they just don't mm -hmm. care. That should make you feel a lot better. 888-727-BECK is the uh, phone number back with, uh, oh, jeez. The Jeffies. Mm. And Justin. I mean, you said that almost like you, you didn't want to have a... No, I am. You didn't want to have a same. No, I, I, you know, I'm really excited about it. <clears throat> Not really excited. Here are some stories that Jeffy found. That you felt like sharing with us, so we don't have to mm, talk anymore. All right, great news. We've been on the John McEnroe uh, and Serena Williams uh, controversy, and he's uh, refusing to apologize and Good. Uh, saying that Serena would uh, be ranked 700. Good. And then I follow uh, on, uh, on the social media, on the Twitters, uh, at JeffyMRA. Uh, someone tweeted, uh, we should just abolish sex-segregated sports entirely mm -hmm. so women can compete against elite male athletes and get the recognition they deserve. Yeah, yes, I now, agree we all agree that. on that. I yeah. absolutely agree absolutely with that. Agree on that. Now, you know what the recognition would be? There would be no women in sports. Now, I was reminded back in my... Maybe one? I mean... Seriously, would there be any in football? There'd be zero in football. None in baseball. There'd be none in baseball. None in basketball. Gymnastics, figure skating, maybe. Yes, figure skating. They probably rule that roost. Maybe. Although the the men are more athletic in that. From a flexibility standpoint, though, there could be places. I'm surprised that you know rhythmic gymnastics, Venus and Serena, and and synchronized women. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's all right. Are a little a little wound up at John McEnroe. They must have forgotten history because I I did. Uh, back in 1998, uh, the little battle of the sexes that they had uh, with uh, the tennis player Brash, B-R-A-A-S-C-H, right? Okay, I, I, I don't... Never I'm not familiar with this. Okay. Uh, in 1998, 
uh, at the uh, Australian Open when he was ranked a 203, uh, where the Williams Serena said that she could uh, beat anybody you know ranked above 200. Uh, he took them on. Uh, described by one journalist as a man whose training regime centered around a pack of cigarettes and more than a couple of <laughs> bottles of ice-cold water. Uh, he nonetheless uh, defeated both sisters, playing a single set against each, beating Serena 6-1 to one and Venus 6-2. to two. The 203rd-ranked wow. player? Yes. Really? Wow, I didn't know That's that story. I, I did not don't know, know that story either. And it was tremendous. And then it goes on to talk about how he had played golf earlier in the day uh, prior to doing the match with them. Wow. That's amazing. I did not know this story. This is incredible. And so uh, he said, and he said that he played like someone ranked 600 in order to keep the game fun. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, uh, another uh, important commentary on uh, uh, Serena Williams came from the mouth of Serena Williams when she said she would lose 6-0-6-0 to Andy Murray who is the third best player right. in the world, fourth, third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said and she would. And that she, is, she would, absolutely that is true. As we see here, because that's really that in her prime, 98, 99. Yeah. I mean, she's, yeah, they know, were big then. Uh, well, she was, what, 18, 19? Yeah, I, I, mean, mean, I mean, I guess you could say maybe she wasn't as experienced, but, uh, but she still. certainly physically was, uh, was, was uh, in her prime. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, I was watching a little of ESPN yesterday. I just happened to flip it on. And, you know, uh, it is embarrassing. It's embarrassing how afraid these people are. This is supposed to be the tough commentators. They'll say anything. They'll take on the tough issues. The only person I saw with any bravery at all on the network yesterday talking about this issue was Will Kane, who actually came out and said, look, you know, this is not a fair comparison. This is not, you know, you're the one making this into an issue by claiming she could beat these male players. So I'll give him credit. Outside of that, I, w- I watched one of those panel shows that, you know, they have like 97 journalists on. They went around this day. They're like, what do you think about this issue? Is it an issue? Should we even be talking about it? Oh, no, we shouldn't even be talking about it. I mean, I shouldn't even be. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, uh, uh, let me say nine positive things about Serena Williams and ignore the fact that I know with 100% certainty that John McEnroe was right. You know, let me just say, uh, and th- so they, and they went to the, the um, this one I saw a lot of. This was the get out of jail free for all these commentators oh, yesterday. Oh, look, first of all, it's ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're not even playing the same sport. Her sport is women's tennis. No, it's not. It's tennis. Her mm-hmm. sport is tennis. Her division is women's tennis. There are the reason not different divi- rules right. in women's and men's tennis. The re- it's the same sport. Exactly. The reason her division exists is because she can't beat male players. Everyone who watches sports knows that to be true, and all of them faked as if they didn't. They they didn't know it. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Well, I mean, look, it's ridiculous. Who knows who would win? I mean, with, it's completely. They're playing different sports. Her sport is women's tennis. With Why all does te- women's tennis exist? <laughs> the only reason it exists is because they can't beat male players. That Stuber, can, Stuber, period. Stuber Greer fired from by ESPN this afternoon. <laughs> I would be too. I would last <laughs> oh, a yeah. minute on that network. <laughs> it's embarrassing. You can't take a stand and say, look, I understand Serena is going to, you know, she's going to defend her turf and I give her credit for that. But the bottom line is she knows, as we all do, that male players would, would, that's why we have women's sports, because the male, male athletes are stronger and faster and all of the things that make them better at sports. As period. By history. Yeah. (laughs) Over and over and over again. Jeffy, thank you for that rant. You're welcome. You brought that to me.
Welcome, Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Bet. I love that show. It's one of my favorites. It's often been said it's the greatest show ever done. You know, I've heard that uh, probably yeah. I don't know once a day, four days a week mm-hmm. for the past few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it, it <clears throat> must be true. Obviously, if you hear it that much. Well, obviously, uh, it was, they said it on TV. Has they said it on TV. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's I been really, on TV, national television. Mm, incredible. So, uh, so uh, people, uh, people are a little obsessed with Star Wars. I was reading um, something. Uh, what do you mean? You've never noticed this? No. <laughs> it's a phenomenon. <laughs> uh, I was reading, uh, uh, reading a story the other day, and at the bottom I had a, you know, you might also like this video. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be one of those, like, stupid, you know. They're always just dumb at the bottom of these stories. One of them was like, here are the top ten mistakes in Star Wars. I'm like, top ten mistakes? I don't know any of the mistakes in Star Wars. And they went through and showed the top ten mistakes. I didn't, first of all, didn't, I didn't know any of them. Um, have you ever watched that video? No. Top ten. We, we, mm-hmm. This might be one we need to bring. Uh, yeah, yeah. it sounds like something we need to see. It does. It does. Marissa, can we do this tomorrow? Because it was good, and, and I had never seen it before. Um, and I just realized, like, why did I just spend five minutes watching ten mistakes in a movie that came out With in the late 70s? With 50 page views. Click, click, click. Oh, no, it had a lot of page views. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, a, uh, it wasn't your, uh, your typical uh, slideshow to get you clicks. This was an actual video. Oh, wow, nice. Um, yeah, so it was pretty good. Uh, and I guess uh, an animator, um, an illustrator, shared one of his newest projects on Twitter this week. Uh, he recreated the entire two-minute trailer of Star Wars The Last Jedi. That's the new one. Uh, on a v- Again, what did I say yesterday about the Internet? They love it when you do something that's very complicated that achieves nothing. That is the rule of the Internet. The stew rule of the Internet. The Internet loves when you do something very complicated that achieves nothing. Here is Star Wars The Last Jedi recreated on an Apple IIc from 1984 using the bitmap paint program Dazzle Draw on a koala pad from 1984. Again, what the hell would be the purpose of doing that? But it was complicated. It achieved nothing. The Internet loves it, and so will you. Watch I mean, how much time must this have taken? Hours. Hours? Hours. Six minutes. One thing, one thing you can say about this trailer is not very good. Reach out. What do you see? Light. I mean... Darkness. Uh, what, what would possess you? I don't know. Especially since it's not very good. <laughs> I mean, it's probably as good as you could do on this crappy yeah. of a program. Yeah. It just shows you how far we've come. Yeah, well, that's true. You forget that, you know, just 30 years ago, things looked like this on the and computer. You'd be amazed by this. This is an incredible achievement of the time. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Jedi. To end. 
It just shows also how crappy the trailer is. When you really break it down, it's mm -hmm. not a good trailer at all. It's just, it's one of those things, I want to see the Star Wars movie, so I'm interested in it, but it really isn't a good trailer. Uh, how did that actually happen? How would you do that? Uh, watch, watch the actual process of this. frame he had to draw by itself. Wow. Dazzle draw. Again, why would you do this? Doesn't have layer features, so real aesthetic layer is needed to create the guide for the animation in each frame. Good golly. He actually traced the motion from the original trailer for complex animation. I mean, like, what on earth would possess... You know what? A bunch of retweets is what would possess him. Yep. And, uh, you know, now it's, uh, hey, I, I need a job at Lucasfilm or Disney. Mm -hmm. 48 floppy disks. And what... It, if you do something very complicated that achieves nothing, <laughs> the internet will love it. <laughs> And frankly, I, I didn't really love it, to tell you the truth. Well, you're not the internet. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. I do have something that you will like, though, Pat. Okay. Um, why? Because it's mine. And uh, oh. everything I do is great. Right, Jeffy? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Mm. Uh, solar roof. You got one yet? You have the new solar roof from Tesla? No, I do not. No? no. Mm -mm. But you're, you're a homeowner. Yes, I am. Don't you want, don't you want free money? You can save lots of money by buying no. a solar roof, and uh, you can save the planet. It Actually, it wouldn't save, save me money. Planet. It would cost me a lot no. to <laughs> put a solar roof on, and I wouldn't make my money back for about 30 years. Mm, that's interesting. So, no, uh, you must be doing the math wrong. Yeah, you probably do the math wrong. Uh, I uh, spent some time breaking down the actual math from the actual website. Their numbers, by the way, to see if the solar roof would make any sense for you. Uh, check it out. If you think a roof can't be sexy, think again. Elon Musk has announced Tesla's new solar roof, and everyone I know is talking about it. They're sleek, they're green, they're super durable, and they come in four designs. Smooth, textured, slate, and Tuscan. Tesla even makes the guarantee that their glass solar tiles are so durable, they are warranted for the lifetime of your house, or infinity. Whichever comes first. Lucky for you, you can reserve your new Tesla solar roof for a mere $1,000 right now. But there are a couple things to consider before you take out your credit card. Like the house from A Christmas Story. Let's imagine for a second that the Parker family still resides in this house and Ralphie wants a Tesla solar roof for Christmas instead of a Red Ryder BB gun for some reason. By submitting their address, 3159 West 11th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, into Tesla's solar roof calculator, we can find out how much a new Tesla solar roof would cost Ralphie. Elon Musk stated that the new Tesla solar roof would actually cost less to manufacture and install than a traditional roof. Electricity, he said, is just a bonus. Let's see if that's true for Ralphie. The upfront cost of the Tesla solar roof would be $51,500. Stop for a moment and think about a working class family like Ralphie's spending $50,000 up front for a fancy glass roof. 
if one were to re-roof a typical 2,000-square-foot home, the cost would be about twelve dollars to $15,000. In this case, the Tesla solar roof is over three times more expensive than your average roof. Now, you'll also need the power wall battery Tesla wants to sell you. That's another $7,000. So how do you even make an argument for this? Almost $60,000 for a roof. Well, Ralphie's roof starts with your money, namely a government-subsidized solar tax credit of $16,000. That brings the actual cost of Ralphie's new roof to just $42,500. But you better hurry up, Ralphie. That tax credit drops from 30% in 2018 to 26% in 2020 to 22% in 2021 to 0% in 2022. And that tax credit is oh so critical because while the Tesla roof does generate electricity, supposedly for infinity, the total amount is projected to produce is $43,300. You may remember that number as far less than the total amount the system costs. It's only with the government tax giveaway that the roof will technically pay for itself after three decades. Grand total benefit? $800, or 27 magical dollars per year. Remember, these numbers are not coming from skeptics. These are the flowery solar roof estimates coming from the companies selling them. A lot could happen in 30 years. Ralphie will be 76. Mrs. Parker will most likely be dead. The sun could explode, rendering the Tesla solar roof obsolete completely. And I guess we'd all be dead. Fudge! So is the cost of a Tesla solar roof really worth it to light the leg lamp? It might be if Ralphie and the Parkers can stick it out for another 30 years, not move, receive free upgrades for life from Tesla, have nothing unforeseen happen, and have the estimates actually be accurate. Of course, the property taxes would also have to stay the same, which they will not. You see, when you throw 60 grand of magic glass on the roof of your $200,000 house, your taxes go up and easily devour the supposed benefits of having the roof in the first place. Not to mention the interest and the opportunity costs lost by giving up all of that money up front. Where else could you have invested that cash? Elon Musk even admitted that this is true. The economics are not yet compelling where housing and utility costs are low and property taxes are high. And amazingly, Ralphie actually does better than a lot of people. A friend of mine used the Tesla calculator to generate how much a solar roof would cost him and got some shocking numbers. The roof alone would cost over $100,000 and set him back with a net cost of $7,400 over 30 years. Even the Tesla website itself is actually telling him he's screwed. So to review, the Tesla solar roof looks pretty cool, but that might be its best feature. While this is really great technology that will probably be worthwhile someday, you basically have to be an activist, a billionaire, or both to install one today. And Elon Musk is now dating Amber Heard. Their union makes perfect sense. She's hot and young, and he's a gazillionaire. But a word to the wise, Elon, be wary. Amber may look sleek and sexy, but she'll just take all your money. In many ways, Amber Heard is Tesla's solar roof. That's disrespectful. Mm. That's really disrespectful with the relationship. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of amazing, though. I mean, you know, this is 
Tesla does this stuff pretty much better than anybody. I mean, if you know, we're obviously fans. I mean, uh, I like their products. I think they're cool looking. I think they. It is kind of mm-hmm. cool what they're doing with technology. But number one, the tax credits need to stop. It's it's insanity that this we would just be like, oh well, we like this company better than another one, so they get all this free money. That's ridiculous. And number two, you got to realize that we're not there yet. Jeffy, are you? Calculating something over there? Do you have a calculator? What's going on? Are you calculating your solar roof? Yes, I am. I'm trying to figure out if I can actually put one on. I don't think they can I put can it get on. a panel. They, well, I don't think they can put it on cardboard, though. Oh, it's not, it's yeah. Not, you can't install it. It's too yeah, heavy for cardboard. probably true. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeffy. Hmm. Oh, well. You still have that uh, nice uh, refrigerator box you found? X out of that one. <laughs> uh, kind of no, I was actually looking. I heard a story. Uh, I was looking, and I was trying to find exactly where it talks about it to get the numbers right. But in the southwest, with the heat wave going on, mm-hmm. it talked about how the solar panels were creating less energy because once the heat gets up over, and uh, I don't remember the exact temperature. That's what I was looking for. I think they said it, once it gets up over 110, mm-hmm. maybe 116 was the was somewhere in there was the max, and then after every. After that, every degree drops the efficiency, the efficiency of the wow, soil, so they lose amazing. a bunch. It was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Because you think you could just coat, I, why not coat the desert where there's nothing going on? I, I, uh, I just, uh, it's just not there yet. It's not it, there. Right. It's getting there. It's I, getting there. I guess it is, but we've been saying that for a long time. Yeah, it has, sure. though, dropped in cost considerably. But, uh, you know, but it's, it's not, you come know. Come on. It's not. It's not ready. It's not ready. And if you it's really not. So, again, if you're a billionaire, if you're Elon Musk, you're an activist where you say, Go you know ahead. what? I want to spend $30,000 right now mm-hmm. to, to make a statement. Or you want to be off the grid. Or you want to be off the grid? Could be and, good. and you want to be off the grid permanently. Like, you know, Glenn built that house uh, on his ranch and, and he wanted to be off the grid. And, because, well, he had to be because there was no grid there. <laughs> no, it's in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, you know, so he put in this really complex, really high tech system and it just doesn't work. The best doesn't available. It doesn't right. work. Yeah. It's the best available. It doesn't work. Now, it's, of course, so, not the best available anymore, which is one of the big issues with solar yeah. right now is you buy something today. In three, you know, years, there's going to be something better. Tesla did try to address that there, which is they said basically they will fix uh, anything that's broken with the newer technology. They call it an, an infinity warranty. Oh, that's pretty good. Which is, a, I mean, look, I, Tesla's a good company in a lot yeah, of they ways. Are. Uh, you know, and I, I, I kind of root for them because, look, we all would love to not be dependent on Middle East oil. We mm-hmm. all would love to, uh, to if there was an issue with global warming, hey, great. If we can solve mm-hmm. it and make this better, fantastic. And I love the car. And uh, the, car's the car is awesome. beautiful. It's I was beautiful. I happened to stroll into a, a Tesla a showroom uh, here in Texas because obviously you can't actually sell them. You can only put them in malls for some reason. So you can mm-hmm. order them on the internet from inside the store because of stupid rules in Texas. Um, but they had the, we test drove, if you remember on this program, the P85D. Which is uh, very, nice. very. I think it was and zero it's obsolete already. Two point nine seconds. Uh, now they have the P one hundred D, which is zero to sixty in two point five seconds. I mean, that's <laughs> as fast as a Bugatti. Now, can can you turn in because they they have the the upgrade, right? I mean, can you just don't don't they just upgrade it with software? Can you up there, upgrade a P eighty five D to a one hundred? Uh, the the P one hundred. The difference there is. Um, uh, it's a battery size size of batteries. Yeah, I don't remember what the uh, difference was, mm. but it's the I, I don't know. Maybe it's 100 batteries instead of 85. Whatever it is, uh, you get more battery life out of it. That's really what the focus is. Mm. I guess there's been uh, performance upgrades, though, that have uh, made it faster than when we drove it. And I, I be honest with you, I can't imagine it being faster than that. I know it was so it was so unbelievably fast. It was unbelievably fast. Frighteningly fast. 
<laughs> I loved it. And you know, it's great. Of, imagine if you were, I mean, look, you, you are paying for the fuel, right? It's just coming, you know, from mm-hmm. right. a plug instead, which is coming from coal, most likely. Um, but still, or natural gas, one of the two. Um, still, though, I would, in my mind, trick my mind into the gas is free. I can step on this gas as hard as I want every time. <laughs> like, that would be my mindset. If I, hey, I McDonald's mean, is a quarter mile up. I better make that quarter mile in about six seconds. <laughs> I, <laughs> you'll be able to cut a lot of people off in that thing. The yeah. only thing I would probably uh, kill you on that would be tires. I bet you go through tires like crazy. Driving tires like crazy mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't know, tickets? Well, yeah. no, but acceleration is not illegal, Jeffy. Uh, there's a speed limit. You can't go past that limit, obviously. We never would. I know Pat never would. No. I, mean, Pat has I never... apologize for assuming no. that. Then. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying what I'm saying is accelerating quickly to that speed limit is not against the law. That's a good point. Good point, Stu. Da, 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 da. Hi. That's um, too. We have to tell you something very important. Do we? Very important. All right, go ahead. Coming up in just moments. Mm. Spoons. Now, Spoons is uh, a little segment we do on this program where we chase test the new amazing kinds of uh, junk food uh, that are available to you on the market mm-hmm. today. Um, mm-hmm. Today, I will not be partaking in this particular item. Oh, sadly. is this the Taco Bell thing? Taco Bell. Chicken Good. nacho chip thingies that you dip in cheese sauce. There's mm. little chicken triangles. However, uh, for Jeffy and Pat, I'm very excited to see if these things are any good because uh, I love innovation in food. And here they are. They're making a chip out of chicken. That is, I mean, that's a brand new thing. Uh, I've never. I mean, if you can't participate, those do. What's, what's if you can't participate, I mean. What do you mean? You don't even I, want to I, do I, it? No, I just, you know, I. I I'll almost feel bad. But oh, not wow. quite. Uh, thank you for rising to that level. That's <laughs> really kind of you. You know, uh, you are amazing. you are amazing. You really are. Uh, so uh, did you see that uh, Facebook has now hit 2 billion users um, monthly? Yeah. 2 billion. Do we have this graph? Did I send you this graph, Marissa, by any chance? Oh, uh, and she's saying, no. We got vacation again last night. Mm. Wasn't I mean, Marissa Mark, just got off a 12-week vacation. I know. Uh, she was. Well, uh, we're waiting for her to find it. Though, I'll just say that uh, as a church membership drops, uh, Zuckerberg just said that uh, Facebook is where people are finding their sense of purpose and community. Yeah, it's an interesting comment because I don't think he meant it as you know as what that? religion's dead. Yeah. But it kind of is it, the implication there. It sure is. Which is what he means by it. I think is something positive, which is now we can come together on instead of gathering together at a church, we can gather together at, a, at you know among facebook and you know we have friends that can do things for each other and blah 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 blah. but it kind of comes off a little anti-religion from mark which is not i don't think a huge surprise uh, to some people but i mean i i don't think he meant it in a bad way it did kind of come off uh, a little make people a little bit uh worrisome because i mean you know but i mean look at the numbers i mean really in reality there is a much less dedication to uh, church these days than there uh, was in the past. Um, what I thought was interesting, and I, uh, the graph I apparently did not send, was uh, showed the monthly users for each kind of social network, mm-hmm. which I was fascinated by. It was two billion for Facebook, number one. Number two was um, uh, YouTube. Yeah. Now, YouTube YouTube's to me is it's a little questionable whether I would consider that a social network or not. I mean, it has some of those aspects, but it's not really what I think of it as. 
Uh, but that was one point. But they do have subscribers. And they sure they do. do that. So it, that was one point five billion. And they went down the like. I think Instagram was like nine hundred million. Um, some one of those messaging apps wow. that they use in like India was up there. Yeah, um, one, of really I, one of them is WhatsApp or whatever. And there was another one I, I had never really heard of, but it was the same type of thing. Another messaging app that was over, like around a billion. Um, the lowest one I think on the entire list, Twitter, mm-hmm. it was like three hundred million. Wow, not even cl- not even close. I mean, it was like way way low compared to all these other social. I mean, a third of Instagram. Everyone talks about how the you know the president's like, oh, you can reach out. I can go right to the people. The people aren't on Twitter. The only reason people are hearing about his <laughs> tweets are because of uh, the media amplifying them all the time, mm-hmm. which is you know certainly necessary. Um, at this point as president of the United States. But it is kind of an interesting phenomenon. Man, Twitter is like, you know, I like interacting with people on Twitter. It's probably my favorite one to utilize because, I don't know, it's, you know, I can kind of jump in. I get news updates. There's things, like, I like using Twitter uh, at some level. Um, And I like interacting with, with, you know, people who are watching. And there's a lot of fun there. But it's, it's really, really more for media members. I think people who are in the media like Twitter. Um, And they like watching Twitter. They like interacting with other people in the media on Twitter. They like that sort of vibe. Uh, Activists like it, I think. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it really isn't a part of people's lives like Facebook or even Instagram now are. It's Mm -hmm. kind of amazing. Well, but you're, uh, well. Where was Snapchat in that? Snapchat was pretty low, too. Pretty low. Uh, It was, uh, I mean, I don't know that it had passed. What does Instagram do? What do you, what do you do with that? Post pictures. But, well, yeah, and you right. also communicate. You, so, can, you, can so I would write, say, you can post information and links yeah, and stuff on so there as well. So. You can post pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can post, uh, you can post um, videos uh, up to a minute. So you get kind of short form videos. You can also mm-hmm. now go live yeah. and, and do like, like Snapchat go live. For a minute. Um, yep. And you can now do disappearing messages, which they just launched. They've basically taken every feature that people liked from Snapchat and just taken it. They wow. can do the stories, um, which is the same thing uh, Snapchat is well known for. And Instagram stories is another chart uh, that I looked at. Because um, I look at a lot of charts. It's kind of my really boring, awful life is looking at charts now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but Snapchat started, I don't know, do you want to start it? Because you were in it early because that's when it was really about pornography. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, uh, and it rose, I want to say, to like... <laughs> <laughs> so it, go, it rose from like you know zero to like 10 15 million 18 million got to like 18 19 million and then instagram's like you know what we should do is uh the same thing yeah. snapchat is doing <laughs> they launched their uh snap uh, instagram stories have now grown to almost double the size of snapchat when it comes to the stories mm. i mean I, to me snapchat isn't is gonna wind up going away eventually yeah, i mean will. they do a lot of the same things not everything uh, but a lot of the same things. Um, so, you know, and Instagram's smart. It's owned <clears> by Facebook. So, I mean, when you say Facebook's got $2 billion, well, it's got $2 billion plus Instagram, really. Uh, and how many others? I mean, they've bought a bunch of uh, smaller social media. Twitter's networks. just, it's too mean. I mean, it's just... It really is. It, it, it makes just you nastiness. feel like the world it's, sucks. it's almost non-stop nasty ugliness. And I just, I, I don't have time for that now. 
I just don't have time. Because you're that. such a positive person. I think people exactly look at you right. and they're like, you know who, you know who's, you know who's a positive uh, you know, guy is Pat. Yeah, people are like, uh, yeah. what is yeah, that yeah. Uh, site where it show, only shows <laughs> the positive stories about life? Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, I look at it all the time. Sunny, sunny skies, side. Sunny skies. Sunny skies. Uh, or yeah, there's a few yeah. of them that are like that. And I that's just think, me. That's me. That's like, That's where I am all the time. That's where I live. Did Pat start that site? Is that his property? That's where I live. Because it's just so Pat. Right. Inspirational stories about people doing good for each other. Right. That's Pat. A cute picture of a, you know, maybe a hamster. Uh, making a cute little face. That's Pat Gray. Right. That's what I think of. When you think of cute hamsters, you think of me, don't you? <laughs> I do. A lot of times. Little puppy yeah. dogs coming up. <laughs> Pat Gray. That's, that's what I think of. Spoons. All right. This is uh, exciting. Yeah, we're pretty excited about this. And I, uh, it's a new product from Taco Bell, if you didn't hear our uh, preview. Uh, it is called Taco Bell's Naked Chicken Chips. Uh, it is. Uh, can you hold one up there, Pat? Yes. Uh, this is uh, this is what it is. Uh, a. I, I will say this: when I ever hear, I read this word, I think of you, Jeffy, and want to ask maybe you could understand it. Why are they called naked? <laughs> I was just looking. I looked up all of a sudden when you said, "Hey, naked chickens here." And I don't know why. Because <laughs> these say, don't look naked. There is an application of naked with food. Um, mm-hmm. Usually it means like basically nothing. Yeah, added, no sauce, right? Just, yeah, but these are coated with something. It's coated, right? With, I mean, it seems like fried yeah, chicken. It's, yeah. like it's a breading chicken. of some sort. Yeah. All um, right. So you dip it in this. Mm-hmm. It's these are little chips of uh, of actually made out of chicken. The chip, chicken, and then you're dipping it in nacho cheese sauce. It's which, just the nacho cheese sauce. It's not any kind of bougie other sauce. Mm-mm. It's just nacho cheese. Wow, that's really good. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's chicken now, and cheese. Actually, had the balls. Oh, you not like that to call. Not a Taco Bell's cheese sauce. Bougie, bougie sauce. I want bougie, bougie sauce. sauce. It's not bougie sauce. Taco Bell nacho cheese sauce is life. Mm. Not bad. The nectar of the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, now one thing I would say, let me again, as a guy who's not a big chicken eater at this point. Oh, you're not? No. Huh. Uh, my, my concern with these uh, mm-hmm. from an outsider's perspective is the thinness of the chicken, <laughs> to me, th- screams that it could be dry. Is there any... It you, doesn't seem dry at all. Can you try it without the sauce for a second? Yeah. See if it's... Uh, without the bougie sauce. <laughs> As no, it's pretty say. moist. Pretty, I mean, that's difficult mm-hmm. to accomplish in a thin piece of chicken like mm-hmm. that. Um, obviously, it's fried. It's in a triangle shape. How is the triangle... Like, comparing these to chicken nuggets or a chicken uh, tender, right? Like, this seems pretty Tastes difficult. exactly the same, except for they're thinner. Now that crust not as has much got meat, a little something you know? in it. A little cheesy sauce on there, would you say? Or The crust has got something in it that's not quite nugget <clears throat> material. What yeah. is it? Can you give I it? I don't know, some kind of flavor. Some sort of spice, maybe? Yeah. Is it, is it spicy or is it cheesy? It's no, it's spicy. Spicy, cheesy. Well, this is cheese, and then there's spice on the, on the um, nugget itself. Okay, so it's got a little kick to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little basic kick to it? You know mm-hmm. the, the uh, Wendy's nuggets that aren't called Wendy's nuggets? They're... Whatever Wendy's calls them. I think they are called nuggets at Wendy's, aren't they? I think they are. They're not called McNuggets, obviously. Uh-huh. I think they are called nuggets. Anyway, they've got the little they've got some kind of Wendy spice on it too, which is a little bit different than the Taco Bell naked spice. Mm. Okay. Uh, so mm. despite the fact that you did not see any nudity while doing this segment, which Jeff, I'm very disappointed. Very I was disappointing. looking on their website, I was hoping for a little bit there, but there's nothing <laughs> there either. <laughs> uh, how do you rate them, Pat? On a scale of 1 to 18, by the way, we, we rate things 1 to 18 here because it's the highest number Jeffy can count to. <laughs> oh, 
I'm going to say 16 on this. This is really, really? good. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a high. You do not see a lot of 16s around these parts. No, I don't. <clears throat> I would buy these. And they come in a pack of, what, five, I believe? I don't know. I think I've eaten more than that. Oh, six of them. <laughs> I, still have, I still have two left. A little bag of six of them? Now, we have uh, some other foods here. Um, this is just a bean burrito. Now, the bean burrito's <laughs> been on the Taco Bell menu for about a years. I wonder what years. that tastes like. Huh. And they just brought bean burritos are good from Taco Bell. I gotta say, anything from Taco Bell is delicious. Let me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Is there cheese in it too? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, bean and cheese burrito. Do you need any of the mm. bougie little, little Taco Bell sauce? A little sauce? No, it's okay. It's not bougie. That's all this stuff. The stuff in the packages, the mild and the hot bougie sauces. Oh my god, horrible. How on earth could something from Taco Bell be bougie? <laughs> it isn't um, bougie. This is. I don't think you're gonna think it's bougie. They have these as well. Now, I'll be honest with you. We're all about facts here. We're all about truth here on the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had these before, so <laughs> this is what not a taste test. These are uh, Cina, I believe they're called Cinna Snacks. I could be wrong. Oh, yes. Cinnabon Delights. Yes. Me. Cinnabon Delights uh, from uh, Taco Bell as well. Now, these are sort of like a Cinnabon donut mm-hmm. type this of thing. This is the greatest food I've ever eaten. These are delicious. Did you, why did you give it this a 16? It is the single greatest food I've ever eaten. So is it an 18? It might be. All right, we'll take a I might be revising it. We'll take a bite of another food <laughs> not and then sure come back I'm, to it. It may also be that I'm just really hungry and it's lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I think right now these are the single the, greatest the things donuts. I've ever eaten. Is that what you're talking about, the Cinna Donuts? No, he has not eaten, eaten those yet. I haven't tried so those yet. They're very, you, very moist. It'll um, be tough going back to the chicken. They're a little <laughs> uh, crunchy on one side. Inside is a little of the Cinnabon icing. And yeah, it's delicious. Oh. They're so they're good. They're good, though. Yeah. Oh, I, man. I've actually had these before. Oh, my. These have been brought into the Fisher home. How come Taco Bell is doing this? They did it really well. Really well. well they but it doesn't seem like a Taco Bell thing. They partnered with Cinnabon. Yeah. I've noticed. I've gotten these many times. <laughs> but kind of like whenever I go through the drive They're delicious. Bell. They're very good. I will say they don't, to me, taste like a Cinnabon. They're just a cinnamon sort of donut. The flavoring inside it's is like... The, it's the Cinnabon sauce, though, right? I guess. Mm-hmm. I, the cream. It doesn't mm-hmm. scream Cinnabon to me, but it's a good cinnamon-tasting mm-hmm. snack, uh, dessert type of thing. Um, occasionally, I will say, if you order them and you don't eat them right away, they get sort of hard. So then the outside is like hard, and they're not nearly as good. It's one of those things you need to eat as soon as they come out of the Well, how could you not? I was going to say, like what are, is the, did you buy too many and make yourself <laughs> sick and had to stop? I mean, how is it possible that you would by have number stuff 40, sitting around? By number 40, <laughs> they're not that good. Okay, here's uh, Pat. <laughs> you see if we get an, uh, an upgrade here. He's thinking he might upgrade mm-hmm. his rating from a 16. Really? Uh, After the Cinnabon? I don't mm-hmm. know. That's a tough call. Still great. Still great. Mm-hmm. Is it one of the greatest foods you've ever had in your life as you <laughs> speculate? At this particular moment, it is. It is. All right. It is. Uh, you're going to stick with a 16? No, I'm going 18. These are 18. These are 18s. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. perfect rating for Taco Bell's naked mm-hmm. chicken chips. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Mm. I ate them all. <laughs> I ate them all. This is supposed to be a sample. <laughs> this is what the sample now looks like. <laughs> it's like a puppet. Hello, I ate all the chicken chips. Um, I think Stu sneaked a couple. No, I don't I, even. I think he did. I think he did. Jeffy, think... uh, 18 for these as well for you? Hey, they got that little spice kick. I'm not quite sure I like my but You're such a baby. Okay. Did you eat them all too? Che- not yet. Wow. You ate faster than Jeffy. <laughs> That's, that you yeah, must really scary. like them. That is scary. Wow, impressive. An impressive day. And, you know, Taco Bell very rarely lets us down. I don't know that they've ever let us down. Mm. Have they ever? I I mean, nothing I've tried there in the last many years has been anything but delicious. So let me toss this out here for tomorrow's spoons. All right. Tomorrow, they've just come out with a new product called the Double Chalupa. 
Oh, yeah, I see that all the time. Uh, it's got mm. a lot of meat in it. A lot of a meat. A lot of meat. Uh, maybe it's tomorrow's spoons. Maybe it is. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it a naked chalupa? No, it's, it's actually fully clothed. It's actually fully clothed. Yes. So, triple eight seven two seven back. There is more uh, patent stew coming up. We got the. Uh, I think we got a Glenn segment here, don't we? Yeah. And, I think so. Uh, so that's on the way. Taking calls from you. <laughs> on a very special episode <laughs> of Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. He takes calls from his audience. Uh, so uh, this is this is him doing it's heartwarming. That? It's beautiful. Mm. It's entertaining. And it's on right now. How do you know? Uh, how do you do your job every day with the world being what it is? If I didn't unplug, I'd go nuts. You're assuming that I'm not. Uh, let me go to Amy in uh, Minnesota. Hello, Amy. Hello, Amy. Are you there? Why didn't it? Uh... Hey, there it is. Hello, hello. Hello, Amy. Hello? Yes. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Yes, I wanted. I want to say that I don't understand why you think that you can change what's happening in the country, and why you think you need to modify your speech in the way that you talk to to fix what's happening. Hello. Well, I think it's all of our responsibility to do our. I don't think I can change anything. I think I can change myself, and I think there are a lot of people in the audience that. Uh, also would like to not see us burn the country down to the ground in the world and would Sometimes like to... Sometimes you just can't. You can't stop that. Sometimes maybe that's God's plan. I mean, that's, it's called hardening of the heart. Like Sometimes that's what happens, is that things go a certain direction. And the, the, the worst thing is for you to modify who you are and take away... Oh, I'm not modifying who I am. Have. I'm not modifying who I am. It is, uh, I mean, Sometimes. so. so do you think when Jesus... Uh, when Jesus said that we should be kind, we should be humble, we should be more like him, that when Paul said, when I go to Rome, I'm like the Romans, if I go to Greece, I'm going to be like the the, the uh, Greeks, w- was he modifying? Or did he go into towns, try to do his best, and if they didn't listen, shake the dust off his feet and move on? I prefer more to discuss the idea of truth, and that, and that that's your first principle, is you're speaking about truth. And sometimes trying to modify in order to speak a language of, to a group of people who doesn't understand truth, it's not going to work. You have to speak to your audience. There's oh, a certain uh, no, audience I, uh, no, I understand that. For a reason. No, I, I know that, Amy. I'm not going to stop telling the truth. I, I don't understand. This is, you know, it's, it's really interesting because if you read history, um, you'll see this is exactly the same thing that was said over and over again. I think, honestly, it's why uh, Judas killed Jesus. Um, no, no, no. You have to be this guy who's going to change the government. I'm going to change the government. No, no, no. You have to change the government. It's going to change. The whole world's going to change. No. Um, uh, you have to speak the truth to the power. No, I am. I am right now. I am. I'm not going to change um, speaking the truth. I am not telling you to change your opinion or change um, anything other than the tone, other than understand. If I went to, you know, it'd be like, I'm going to go do a mission in Mexico City, and I'm going to go to the poorest towns in Mexico City. Are you going to speak uh, Spanish? No, no, because if God wants them to understand, God will make it happen. No, no, I don't think so. Does that happen occasionally? Yes. 
Should we do our part by learning how to speak another language? Yes. And as as sure as water, as fire will burn and water will wet you, we're speaking two different languages. And and I want you to know, I'm not talking about the fringes. I, I learned this from, I'm not even going to say his name because I think I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, because this is a football analogy. Yes. So the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and then the, uh, the Washington uh, Huskies right here. So they were both playing a game. And uh, this is a long time ago. This is like 1973. And who was it? Was it, was it uh, not Bill Walsh? Uh, was it Bill Walsh? Who? Bill Walsh. I got it right. So Bill Walsh in 73, he's looking at the San Francisco 49ers and figuring out how are we going to get, how are we going to win because we suck right now. I read this and I actually laughed out loud because I thought that is so freaking obvious. How did you not, how come everybody wasn't doing that? Oh my gosh, it's almost like when you read the Bible and you're like, how stupid were these people? The answer was three pages before and about two pages ahead. How do they not get it? That's what's happening in our country. People have gone over the cliff. They are no longer speaking. You're speaking gobbledygook. You're spe- really? What, what, what can we call uh, transgender? Am I okay to say transgendered still? What do I have to say about Caitlyn Jenner? Do I still have to say she's beautiful? Or can I be truthful that I don't think she's that beautiful of a woman? We're speaking multiple languages. And in 73, everybody was lining up on the line of scrimmage. And what were they doing? They would throw the ball and somebody would try to get here. And these guys would go this way. These guys would go this way. And it was a big mess in the middle. Everybody just kept pounding each other for a yard. So what did Bill Walsh say? Bill Walsh said, quote, we need to put the ball where the other team isn't. The team is all here. Let's throw it to one of our guys over here because there's nobody from the other team here. Now, let me explain why I want to tell you this football analogy. First, by us speaking a language, instead of this language that everybody in the media and politics are speaking, and we see how it ends every time, what do we do? We're going to go someplace where the other teams are not playing. And here's my theory, that on the right, there is anywhere from... Three, and I'm going to be really horrible on to both sides, three to 15% that just want to rip the arms off of every, every liberal they see. And on the left, there is three to 15% that just wants to see all conservatives die. Okay, that leaves... 
70 yards that nobody is playing for. Everybody keeps playing for these people and these people. What do you say? You don't need all 70 yards. What do you say we go for these people? I'll take 25 yards of these people. Because these people, and I believe these people, do have one thing in common. They're tired of hating their neighbor. They're tired of being told to hate. They're tired of being told what to do. Don't you see? The left has overplayed their hand. And by us continually bashing each other here, you're not seeing what's happening in culture. They've overplayed their hand. And 70% of this nation, let's be, let's be crazy bad, 40% of this nation doesn't want to do this anymore. Let's appeal to the 40%. Let's talk to the 40% and come to, hey, we're never going to agree on that. But I don't need to hate you. You don't need to hate me. Let's shut these fringes down and tell them to shut the pie hole. Because the reasonable people don't want to play that game anymore. 